From the world-famous city of New Orleans, it's the Black and Blue Report. Starring Sean Kelly, producer Dan, D-Dub in the Black and Blue Orchestra, yeah. and the Benchwarmers. Today's special guests include the New Orleans Saints, the New Orleans Pelicans, and whoever else we could get to stop by. Online and worldwide, it's the Black and Blue Report. Live, sort of, from Studio B, here's Sean Kelly and John DeShazer. How goes it Thursday edition of the Black and Blue Report? Back in Studio B today. Good to be back from Memphis. No disparaging comments about Memphis, John DeShazer. It's a good town. I have nothing bad to say about Memphis. In fact, I love Gus's and some other things about Memphis. I didn't get out to any barbecue or Gus's fried chicken yesterday. If you didn't get to Gus's, see, that's the thing. See, I'm, I'm, I'm not huge on the Memphis barbecue. I can take it or leave it, but, but Gus's fried chicken is a must-see. I think you'll be on that next Memphis road game. If I look at your schedule correctly, I think that you're there. So well, we'll see. i got to work hard Gus's. before I go back and – you know, clog my arteries. Yeah, we're already talking about food. How about that? Uh, it is the Thursday edition of the Black and Blue Report with John DeShazer. I'm Sean Kelly. As we mentioned, back in Studio B on Airline Drive, producer Dan's across the table. We've got a great show for you today. Uh, actually, we don't have food to talk about today. Usually we've had a chef on for Home Thursdays, uh, but not today because our show is packed. You were busy yesterday while I was in Memphis. Well, we don't need no chef when we're serving it up in here, me and producer Dan. Uh, I see that. I see that. Um, this busy show today contains John's visit with Dan Patrick. Yeah. Grammy award winning. Yeah. Grammy. Emmy award winning. <laughs> Somebody award winning. You know, something. He's All done right. something. Yeah, Emmy Award winner, uh sportscaster, yep. as well as uh uh host of uh Football Night in America on Sundays. Yes, and that's because the Saints play on uh Sunday night, prime time against the Dallas Cowboys. Uh Daniel Cormier, a UFC heavyweight contender, also uh, stops by today's Black and Blue Report. You should have heard John with Daniel yesterday. Very interesting stuff. He's a he's a Louisiana boy who's a big-time Saints and Pelicans fan. So he was around the facility yesterday, and uh, on campus, John sat down with him. All I'm saying is if, if anybody wants to fight and Dan Cormier is around, I'm willing to fight. Oh, you guys are you guys are tight now? Well, we like that. You know, I've always said, you know, I want the tough guy, like, right with me so I can push him in front of me and reach around him and then kind of hit the other person. Hold me back. Hold me back. Hold, Hold me back. back. <laughs> and uh, Jim Henderson makes his usual Thursday visit here on the Black and Blue Report to help us preview this weekend's game against Saints and Cowboys. Good win for the Pelicans last night. Any road win, especially in the West, is a good road win. Um, there was a little slippage in the fourth quarter, but all in all, J.D., this was nice. And um, we were told, and producer Dan pointed it out this morning, uh, we were told early on when the name was changed to Pelicans, watch out, Pelicans only eat live prey. And so far, they've eaten bobcats and grizzly bears to start their, their first campaign. So well, we're that's gonna, holding true. Yeah, We're going to have to get around to eating some other objects here to kind of even this thing out, yeah. unless we're just going to play animals the rest of the year. Well, drink down a lake. <laughs> we can drink down a lake tomorrow night, and we can uh, block out the sun perhaps on Sunday. On yeah, the let's, That'd be nice. yeah, let's get around to that. All right, 99-84, the final score last night. Pelicans over the Grizzlies. Uh, the big quarter was the first. I mean, talk about a hot start. 33-18 first quarter. For the Pelicans last night, Anthony Davis was great again. 18 points, 9 rebounds, 3 block shots, 3 steals. Eric Gordon had 19, and Tyreek Evans may have had a little bit of a bust-out game last night. I thought he was pretty darn good. He had 16 points in the uh, in the uh, final uh, action last night. Producer Dan, do we have any highlights for the, for the folks from last night's game? Okay. Why don't we play a couple highlights from last night's game and let you listen in on how it all went down there at the FedEx Forum in Memphis. So Bayless, I assume here, runs point with Allen as the off guard. Over to Smith, catch and shoot left of the key. Good boy, he just got it away as Miller was closing him out. Make it 16 of 23 in the half now for the Pelicans shooting from the field. 37 to 21. They throw to Aminu, sideline left, holds at his chest. Now it gives to Holiday. Screen from Steensma, Holiday on the left side of the lane, dumps it corner left for Davis. Shot fake, moves closer, shoots and scores. Anthony Davis, 4 of 9 for 14 points. And the Pelicans lead 67 to 48. This is the largest lead of the game. 
71-52 with 2.29 left in the third period. Eric Gordon turns the corner, down the lane, climbs Gasol and floats it up and over and in. Eric Gordon now leads the Pelicans in scoring with 17 points, one more than Anthony Davis. So there you have it, and uh, later on tonight, as you uh, all well know, the Monty Williams Show returns to the airwaves on our flagship station uh, in New Orleans. That's 105.3 WWL-FM, 8 to 8.30, the Monty Williams Show. Uh, Coach uh, had a lot of insightful things to say uh, about the start of the season, so a good visit with him tonight on that program. Anything I should know before we launch into Dan Patrick and Daniel Cormier, Mr. DeShazer? No, we kept it pretty... uh pretty uh, tame. We didn't say anything risque. Everything's fine. All Everything right. went well on this end. With a wry smile on his face. <laughs> uh, one other thing real quick uh, before we get out of our first segment. I was on the road with the uh, Pelicans. Uh, give me an update here on this Thursday. Any Saints headlines I should know before we get into that coverage later on today? Well, no personnel moves have officially been, been named, uh, but we do know, because we interviewed him in the locker room yesterday, and Adam on on uh, the morning report this morning, cornerback uh, Chris Carr is back, has returned, and because he's returned, that necessitates a roster move. Uh, it has been widely reported already, but since it hadn't officially been announced, I guess we can't officially say anything, but we do know that Chris Carr is back. Big thing also, um, safety Roman Harper returned to practice full yesterday. However, his running mate Malcolm Jenkins did not practice at all, neither did Jari Evans, neither did uh, Cam Jordan, neither did Jimmy Graham. Now, Jimmy Graham not practicing is probably not that big a deal because he did that a couple of weeks ago and still was able to play in the game and catch a couple of touchdowns against Buffalo. But uh, Malcolm Jenkins not practicing again for a second consecutive week is a little bit of a concern. Anytime Jari Evans isn't practicing, that's a little bit of a concern because the Saints have had a few problems protecting Drew Brees. And uh, Cam Jordan, you kind of expect maybe maybe it was a rest day for him So you know, because he's been able to soldier through. So we'll see how that goes later in the week. All right, later on today, about 3-ish or so Central Time, the uh, Thursday injury report will be up at NorleansSaints.com. J.D. and I will have also a Norland Saints afternoon wrap for you later on today as well. All right, let's get into J.D.'s handiwork, shall we? Later on in the show, Jim Henderson. That'll stand alone on its own. You'll hear that a little bit later. Um, but uh, two interviews here from my partner, starting with Dan Patrick right after this. Take flight with your New Orleans Pelicans and pick the games you want to watch at the newly renovated New Orleans Arena. With our five-game flex plan presented by Mannings, we have a ticket plan for every fan. Packages start as low as $45 and feature the best seat locations to see all-star opponents, including the world champion Miami Heat. And with the purchase of every plan, you'll receive a free $25 Mannings gift card while supplies last. Visit pelicans.com or call 525-HOOP to get your seats today. Are you ready for health care reform? At Blue Cross, we're ready to help. Learn all you can about health care reform at bcbsla.com slash reform. Here you'll find information on tax credits, health insurance options, answers to frequently asked questions, and a handy checklist to help you prepare. Visit us today at bcbsla.com slash reform and get ready. Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Louisiana is an independent licensee of the Blue Cross and Blue Shield Association and is incorporated as Louisiana Health Service and Indemnity Company. Follow us on Twitter at Black Blue Report. Welcome back to the Thursday edition of the Black and Blue Report. As promised, our first guest today is Dan Patrick. Here was John DeShazer and Mr. Patrick yesterday in Studio B. We see in Dan's background. We look, we have to look at the bios, obviously, because we you know, we got to know we got to know the, uh, the the whole four one one or nine one one or whatever one one it is nowadays, <laughs> and we see Emmy winning sportscaster. So myself and producer Dan, you know, just just so you know, Dan. We are kind of in the kneeling position, you know. We we are, you know, game recognizes game, or radio recognizes radio. So, you know, we are um, paying our homage. Now we know that you have your nationally syndicated radio show, and we also know you did, you know, have done a bunch of TV. Now, just because we're on radio, we're not expecting you to to lean that way. But which one do you like the most? I've always liked radio because I think it's uh, probably the best form of what we do, as far as if you're a sports writer or you're on TV. It's more interactive. If I say something on radio, I'm creating something for you. I don't show it to you visually, so I'm letting you use your imagination. And also, you can contact me if you tweet or you email or you call, so there's an immediate uh, relationship, reaction to it, one way or another, and I, and I like that. If there's a columnist who writes something, you can't respond to him right away, 
And if you're on TV, you can't call in to respond to somebody. So radio has been in my family, and um, it's something that I could give up TV. I would always want to keep doing radio. Wow. Now, that's that's pretty strong. I mean, you know, I'd like to get to TV, I guess, like you or, or somewhere in that <laughs> or, or <laughs> somewhere in that vicinity. But we also noticed now Dan People was a third team all Ohio basketball player. Now, I'm not going to call out the year because I don't want to put any age on it. But Dan, do you still have any game? Uh, if you leave me open, uh, I can still shoot. But uh, nobody leaves me open. So I'm, I'm probably not the best teammate to have. And never known for my passing or my defense. But um, had a moment there where, uh, you know, I could shoot a little bit. But uh, those those days are few and far between. You know, now one of the things I do like, I love your role at Sports Illustrated. You know, you get the questions and you ask them. And, and sometimes you get some pretty frank answers um, from these athletic personalities. Do you enjoy that? And, and do you pretty much get the unvarnished truth from most of these most of these guys? Well, I feel like I'm representing the audience, the fans. And I don't want to waste their time, no matter if I'm on TV, radio, or Sports Illustrated. What am I getting? What do you want to hear? Will I ask the question? I think everybody assumes that we're just friends. You know, you're, you're not going to ask the tough question. Or if I am friends with you, I won't ask you a tough question. That's not the case. I think uh, the, the friendlier I am with you, probably uh, the more likely that I'll ask you a tougher question. But I, I, I don't, my allegiance loyalty is not to that person I'm talking to. It's to the fans to give them something that they'll be talking about, uh, that they'll say, oh, I heard this on Dan's show, or I read this in Sports Illustrated, or I saw it on Football Night in America. That's my job. And if I don't do that, then uh, I didn't serve the audience. Okay. Now, I know most of our listeners obviously identify with you nowadays from the, the Dan Patrick Show on Premier Radio Networks. However, we are going to talk to you a little bit about uh, your role at uh, Football Night in America, and especially uh, this Sunday night's game, uh, Saints against the Cowboys, two first-place teams, uh, both of them having a little bit of struggle lately. Uh, what are you looking for coming in this game? And, and, and actually, the Monday night game with Miami and Tampa Bay, you know, with, <laughs> with the backdrop with that story, would you rather have Saints-Cowboys or would you rather have Dolphins-Buccaneers? Oh, Saints-Cowboys. If I got to uh, televise the off-the-field with uh, Tampa and Miami, they're far more interesting off-the-field than on-the-field. But as far as uh, Saints, Saints-Cowboys is going to be a big audience because – you got America's team. Saints always do well, especially there at home. Uh, I thought the Jets would beat them this past week. Uh, the Saints are just different on the road, and I, I think the Jets coming off being blown out. Now you have the Saints losing going home, and I expect them to beat the Cowboys. Cowboys have been enigmatic. You're not quite sure what you're going to get. Um, I, I don't know if they're a. I don't know if they know how good they are. I think the Saints realize a little bit of defense is going to go a long way with that offense. And I expect them to be, you know, one of the two or three best teams in the NFC by the end of the year. Dallas, I'm not quite sure. They always feel like an 8-8 eight and eight team, whereas the Saints, you know, strike me as 10-6, and 11-5. And, and I think that's the big difference between these two. Plus, the Saints at home on that car- uh, carpet, uh, just a different, a different team. Yeah, now, we're not always exactly sure of the national perception of the Saints. What What is your perception of the Saints, especially with Sean Payton coming back this year? I mean, it seems like such a stark difference, obviously, from last year. Well, I, I think the defense part of it is, is uh, a bigger difference than Sean. Sean, look, he's the highest-paid coach in the league. He should be good, and he should have an impact. But having a defense there, and even if you have an above-average defense, with all these offenses that are great, you have a chance to do something really special. And the Saints offense, we've always bought into that. Now you have a little bit of a defense there, maybe a little bit more than we thought. And you know that, that to me, is what, what has been the difference maker here. I, I believe there's that symbiotic relationship between Sean and Drew. And then you have all of those weapons. Well, if, if Sproles is healthy, Jimmy Graham's healthy, if Colston's healthy, I mean, if I start with that, I got, a, I got a pretty good chance to put up at least 28 points on you. They never bought into the running game. And um, I guess that, that's the surprising part of it. I still think there's, that's a facet that is underrated in football now. Aside from Adrian Peterson, nobody really buys into the running game. I think at some point in the, in the season and in the playoffs, you're going to have to be able to run the football a little bit. I'd like to see a little bit of that with the Saints. Love Sproles, one of my favorite players. 
Uh, Jimmy Graham we had on a couple of weeks ago, and uh, can't wait to have him on again. Breeze, I remember running. I thought he was a Peyton Manning-type quarterback, the way he ran Joe Tiller's offense at Purdue. Um, am I surprised he's this good? Yes, I am. But uh, you know, fun offense, but that defense is what I think will be the, the difference maker. If they're going to be a Super Bowl team, it won't be because of the offense. It'll be because they finally have a little defense. And speaking of the defense, the backdrop there would be that uh, Rob Ryan, defensive coordinator here this season, was fired in Dallas last season. Uh, I don't know if you want to call it you know, being scapegoated or whatever you want to term it as, but he certainly seems to have found a niche with the Saints defense this year. Yeah, and sometimes you want that guy with a chip on his shoulder. And, uh, you know, it doesn't take much to get any of the Ryans to uh, have a chip on their shoulder. And we've seen what Rex has done with the Jets, a little chip on his shoulder, lame duck, rookie quarterback, don't have any weapons, that's okay. Nobody believes in us, we'll show you. And I think Rob's doing the same thing. But he's taking over the worst defense statistically in the history of the NFL. You got to – I mean, they have no place to go but up. But I think now we're seeing that uh, you know, at least it's a formidable defense, and that's what I wanted. That's what I want to hear. You know, the Saints seem to to have some pretty good success under the lights. Um, eleven and two under Sean Payton on Monday Night Football, six and one on Sunday Night Football. The one loss being last season when he actually wasn't here. Is it that some teams seem to to perform better under the big on the big stage under the lights? Well, I think it comes down to coach and quarterback there that you normally find those guys who get up for the moment. They, they enjoy that. Um, uh, and, I, and I think a lot of times when you see these, these teams that are on the, you know, the marquee night or the marquee network, marquee game, it's because they are good. So you can factor that in. Like Thursday night is not usually good football, but then you're not having usually good teams on Thursday night. Whereas Sunday night, we've been very fortunate. We're given great matchups. I'm, you know, we're going to have Peyton Manning against Kansas City Chiefs coming up in two weeks. I expect Peyton to be ready to go in a primetime situation. Uh, Andrew Luck against the Texans on Sunday night. Uh, came back in the second half. So I, I, think, I don't think it's a coincidence. I think this is just this is who they are, and they, they, they're going to be good no matter what. But you put them in primetime, it seems to bring out a little bit more spark in them. Okay, okay. Now, Dan, one last thing. How much longer can you do what you do? And I'm saying that from a selfish standpoint because I'd like to have your job at some point in time. <laughs> There's a long line, <laughs> a long line behind you or in front of you. Um, I, I enjoy it now more than I ever enjoyed it. When I was at ESPN, it was just such – I worked so many hours and so many days that I don't, I don't think I really appreciated it. And I wanted to get out to be able to do something I like. I get to host Football Night in America. I'll host the Olympics. And my daily show, I'm doing it. It's three hours. We have fun. I'm with my friends, the Danettes. So, and I'm a mile from my house where we do the show in the man cave. So, you know, when we get done with this conversation in about, you know, four minutes, I'm going to have a beer in my hand and have some wings. You can't, you know, I mean, why would I want to give that up? Wow, you sound like you're in New Orleans, man. It's, it's 12 o'clock somewhere, huh? <laughs> yeah, it's, I don't wait for a happy hour somewhere. It's 12 o'clock somewhere. <laughs> I should change the, uh, the, the words in that song. Hey, you create your own happy. Okay, well, Dan, we appreciate you joining us here on the Black and Blue. Um, it's always great to have a, an Emmy winner. You know, I keep throwing that out, you know, because I want people to recognize, you know, that we <laughs> we we actually get great people here wow. on this show. You know, we we uh, we boost our morale and we and be, we boost our status uh, by having people like you. So we appreciate you so much for joining us here on this show. Well, good luck and uh, thanks for the opportunity to come on and uh, great. It's my wife's favorite town, favorite city, is New Orleans. And uh, she said if she could have a second home, it would be in New Orleans. So whenever we go there, uh, we went for the Super Bowl, brought all the kids. I didn't see her at all during the Super Bowl. She just <laughs> went to, you know, magazine. She went up to the Garden District. You know, she just, she goes. She knows where to go there. Love the food, love the people. So thanks for the opportunity. Are you gonna? Uh, is she gonna be here this weekend, or just you? Oh uh, no, 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 no! Uh, because I'll be in New York. If I was going to be there, guaranteed that she would say, uh, "Hey, I wouldn't mind going to New Orleans here." Well, so, you know, you guys no, are. She, she won't make the trip. Well, you guys are always welcome to come and spend money and stay in our hotels and buy lots of food and gain weight <laughs> and all the things that we do well here. All right. Well, thank you. Hey, thank you, gentlemen. Thank you very much. We turn our attention to the fight game. 
kind of sorta. UFC heavyweight contender Daniel Cormier in one minute. Hey there, what you having? Um, what kind of specials do you have today? Well, tonight we're doing $2 benzene and tonics, $4 lemon arsenics, and $5 beryllium bombs. Wait, what? Those don't sound like drinks. They sound like types of poison. Well, it's a fine line. Besides, this is a smoky bar. What do you think we're all breathing in right now? Uh, I don't know. N nicotine? Listen, I'm gonna hook you up. You're not really living until you've had a formaldehyde martini. Yeah, I'm going home. Secondhand smoke does more than just stink. It costs Louisiana thousands of lives and contains dozens of harmful chemicals that lead to things like emphysema, heart disease, and lung cancer. Learn what's being done to protect all Louisianans in bars and gaming facilities at letsbetotallyclear.org. Jim Henderson still to come, uh, the voice of the Saints on this Thursday edition of the Black and Blue Report. Of course, we've got uh, Pelicans basketball to talk about on the radio tonight with the Monty Williams Show. Pelicans back in action tomorrow against the Lakers. And then, of course, we'll turn our attention to Saints and Cowboys on Sunday. Here on this Thursday, though, we continue our conversations uh, with Daniel Cormier. John DeShazer sat down with the very large and intimidating Saints and Pelicans fan yesterday. If you guys... Happen to see me uh, walking around the Saints facility at this moment right now. I've got my chest poked out a little bit more, and I might smack somebody because uh, I've got somebody who can actually handle my back as opposed to me having to do anything. We've got Daniel Cormier here, uh, a native of uh, Lafayette, Louisiana, went to Northside High, and a, uh, a general bad you-know-what for the UFC, the number two ranked heavyweight. And uh, if you see him in person, folks, don't, don't be fooled. He might not look as big as you might think. But uh, I, I assure you, you do not want to be grabbing up on him and, and have him, have him uh, put his hands on you. So, uh, Daniel, what brings you here? We know you're a huge Saints fan. So, first, where did that come from? Dude, I was born and raised here. Like, I mean, listen, since the great Drew Brees came here and we hired the great Sean Payton, this Saints movement has been awesome for all of us that have been here forever. You know that. Yeah. Just all the winning is it, it. I found myself. We win so much now. I found myself feeling like the Lakers fans. You know how the Lakers fans in the game start to kind of sit with their hands behind their head. Dude, we've we've won so much recently that I'm starting to get a little arrogant. You know, so hey, you lose a game now. and it's, uh, God, man, I gotta stop taking it for granted, right? Yeah, stop that. Yeah, man. Now. Just it's my hard. whole life growing up in Louisiana, man. Just I love the Saints and uh, I've done a lot of cool things in my life with the wrestling and the Olympics and, and the UFC. But um, this is probably one of the cooler things that I've done. I'm so excited. Now, we got to back this thing up because you know Coach Payton has been into this CrossFit thing real real heavy. I saw that. He's, you he's saw jumping it? on boxes. Yeah, he's yeah you don't want to fool with him now, huh? Well, <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. I mean, you know, but, yeah, I mean, Coach is working hard, man. He's, he's, in, he's, he re he's really into CrossFit. It's taken over. Like, I live in California now, so. Yeah. These people are crazy about CrossFit. Yeah. Now, we know you had a, a, a great wrestling career at Oklahoma State. How does that transition you into UFC? I mean, what was that background like? Because obviously, you know, we saw you had a great wrestling career in high school also. Yeah. Uh, only lost really, what, two matches after yeah, your yeah. freshman year yeah, in Oval yeah. because of injuries. So, yes. you know, you, you talk about your wrestling background. Well, wrestling is the best, the best base for mixed martial arts because I can control – uh, where the fights go. Like, if I want to go on the ground, I can go on the ground. If a guy's a good stand-up fighter, I take him down. If a guy's a good ground fighter, I stay up with him. So you're able to completely neutralize your opponent. And it actually makes the fights look kind of easy, when in reality they're not easy, but it's only because I can dictate where the fights take place. Um, I was lucky, man, to just start wrestling when I did and and really develop a passion for the sport. You know, especially being here in Louisiana, most people don't, don't uh, wrestle, you know, it's mm -hmm. football, baseball, and basketball. Obviously, uh, I tried basketball. I was terrible. And <laughs> and I've actually grown in reverse. I used to be taller. Seriously, I'm growing in reverse. Like, I'm getting shorter as I've gotten older. Uh, played football through high school, but then wrestling was my sport, man. I loved it. Yeah. Now you mentioned, you know, what you do with the the opponent who stands and with the opponent who's on the ground. What do you do with the opponent like me who would be in the dressing room not coming out? 
I just collect my checks and go home. <laughs> hey, he forfeited, dude. I'm still taking a win. Make sure you put it on my record. You forfeit, it's still a win. I'm trying to get paid. Uh, now, a little background information for you folks. Daniel was a member of Team USA, uh, the Olympic team in 04. Mm -hmm. uh, what was that experience like? Came, came in fourth place. Mm -hmm. What was that experience like for you? Oh, that was, uh, honestly, so far in my athletics career, nothing has matched it. You know, I mean, I fought in Houston uh, two weeks ago. And it was the Toyota Center completely sold out, fought in the co-main event. And it was a great experience walking to the cage to rush. But nothing compares to 100,000 people. And when, if you're wrestling for, if you're from the U.S. and you're on the United States Olympic team, everybody around the world, they go crazy. Mm -hmm. When you watch the opening ceremony, yes, yes. I mean, there's cameras flashing. It's unbelievable, the opening ceremonies. And then walking to the mat and everybody's screaming, USA, USA. Yeah, it was a... Uh, it was uh, it was something, man. I I've never felt so much pride than I did when I wrestled in the Olympic Games. I I haven't felt anything mm -hmm. like that before. You know, but before we go to Saints Saints Pelicans, I I gotta ask this. Okay, UFC, how were you guys? How do you remain friends with a dude who just busted up your face? I mean, because I would have harsh feelings. I mean, I, you know, this is a dude who, you know, if I could. I sh maybe I shouldn't say this, but if I could get him in the parking lot later with a stick, I will probably still not forget what happened in, in, in the in the octagon. See, so there's two things. Okay? <laughs> One is the issue of this. You had 15 minutes to beat him up, and he beat you up. So why would you go fight him again? That's the question, right? So being a sore loser is okay. I mean, okay. listen, you're from Louisiana. Uh, well, Georgia, but I've been here for, for you know, uh, yeah, I'm okay, from here Okay, so now. it's in you. So Louisiana's in you. So. Yeah. Being a sore loser is understandable. That's how we all are. But I haven't lost yet. So I don't know how I'm going to handle being <laughs> friends with someone else if they beat me. I haven't lost. I haven't gotten beat up. So it's okay for me because I'm always the guy that won. Now, in the beginning of my career, it was very weird because I would fight people and then they would try to add me on Facebook like right afterwards. I don't do that anymore. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I'm not sure. I don't know how I'm going to handle uh, if I lose, you know. But listen, I understand you're a sore loser. That's how we are in Louisiana. That's just... Listen, when, when the Saints lost to the Patriots, I told everybody that would listen to me that they got cheated. Because I'm not going to admit that they <laughs> lost. There's no way. Why would I ever just admit it? They cheated. And the Jets cheated, too. Uh, that's what we've been saying in yeah, the building, too. they stole Chris Ivory. I hate the Jets. <laughs> now, you, you know, you, you mentioned the Saints, and obviously you've got a great background with them. What were you doing uh, in that magical season, 2009, and what were your feelings? I was sitting at my house in Oklahoma with my T-shirt, same logo, Cormier on the back from NFLshop.com. Dude, I went crazy. I, I couldn't believe it. Like, I, I honestly tell you, the whole time that we just went in all those games, that was unreal. But then to the Super Bowl, yeah. just I'm going to say this to you. The Saints were in the Super Bowl. That's unreal. Like, the yeah. Saints were in the Super Bowl. Like, that doesn't – that wasn't – like, I never thought it would happen. I'll just be honest. Like, I never was going to lose, stop supporting them. But it was never honest. And then – and then – Coach Payton, the man, onside kick after halftime. Listen, there is not a coach in the NFL that would ever have that, to be that, that brave. Takes some guts. That takes that some, takes some guts, yeah. and he did it. Oh man! And then and then the interception return. That was it. That was it. Yeah. At that point, I could start having a few alcoholic beverages. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it was celebration time. Okay, now how big a Pelicans fan are you? Are you familiar with the? the I the am familiar and with the upgrades yes. and. You and know, they have done well. Okay. But I honestly still think we're a little, they're a little bit of time away, just being objective. Because yeah. I, 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 I will honestly say I don't have not the same connection. Yeah. Well, they're one of the youngest so new, teams in the youngest league. Youngest teams so. in the league, and it's new. Mm -hmm. But um, I think it's going in the right direction. I just think there's still – it's maybe one more big man. Because uh, uh, Ryan Anderson yeah. and uh, – he can shoot, but we need another guy down there with uh, Davis to catch rebounds. What do you think about AD? I think he's Real the man. <laughs> I think he's the man. I think Anthony Davis is the man, and yeah. I think, I think uh, him, Holiday, and 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 uh, Gordon are a great nucleus. But I think it's going to take one more big guy to stand under there, take up space, and rebound because the, I mean those guys hanging around the perimeter. He'll put on. Davis will pull down 20 rebounds. Well, yeah. But yeah. you need somebody else down there grabbing the I mean, when you got guys in Houston like Howard and Asik, that's two bigs. To play in the West with those guys, you know, we need one more guy down there 
uh, playing in the post. Okay, now, you know, if we can't get another big guy and we need some physicality, can we depend on you to come and, you know, join the, yeah. the training staff and kind of teach these guys how to do some things? No, I'll be the Luke Longley of the Pelicans. <laughs> I'll be in there with my six fouls. I got six fouls to give you. Every night I got six fouls to give six you, hard, Coach. Put me in. I'll hard give, I got six fouls for you, Coach. That's all I got. I, I won't make any shots. I won't make any shots. They're going to take the ball from me every time I get it. But I got six fouls for you, Coach. You know, Reggie Evans does that. He's been in the NBA for 10, 15 years. Yeah, but he's tall, man. I'm 5'10", barely. <laughs> Reggie Evans is tall, but he got – let me tell you, I got six fouls for you, Coach. I'm Luke Longley. Uh, all right. Now, tell us about your next your next fight. Your next fight. When are you, you going to go at it again? Well, I, I'm not sure yet. You know, I just fought a few weeks ago, so they, they usually give me some time. But um, outside of the, the fighting, I, I do uh, TV stuff. For Fox, so I'm doing a lot of TV stuff right now, and uh, just kind of focusing on that side of my uh, my career. I think I'll fight sometime around March. You know, so there's about a six month break because uh, you know I just want to fight around the same time that the rest of the division's fighting because I want a championship. I want a title fight. You know, so uh, that, you know that's it. But there's one more thing I kind of want to touch on. EA Sports is doing their first UFC video game. All right. So Saints Nation, go out. Twitter or UFC.com slash cover vote and vote Daniel Cormier to be on the cover uh, opposite of John Jones or go on Twitter hashtag vote Cormier. Uh, just help me get through the first round, guys. Please come on, who that nation? I'm calling on you. Yeah, I saw John Jones. Have you? Have you, are you are we are you, just we are eternal enemies. Oh yeah. <laughs> John Jones and I are eternal enemies, dude. Seriously, it's bad. We cannot be in the same area. Without like getting into some sort of little argument, it's ridiculous. It's so high school, but it's ridiculous. Oh, that's all we're right. gonna fight though. That's all right. That's, that's why right. I'm trying to fight around the same time he does, so that hopefully after this fight I can get a title shot. Okay, now you mentioned your TV uh, gig with with Fox. How are you enjoying that side of it? I love it, man. You know, I get to I get not only do I get to to talk to talk about fights all the time. My job is to sit on set, break down fights. So now my girlfriend doesn't even get to fight with me anymore about watching fights all the time because it's my job. So they send me these DVDs, and there's 40 fights on there to study before the, day, before the show. So she's all mad at me, like, what are you doing? I'm like, hey, I'm just doing my job. You want me to get paid? I love it. But, you know, it, it takes a lot of time to mm -hmm. actually get and, and get up to date with everybody. Uh, another key is that being at Fox Studios, man, I get to meet some of like my favorite people of all time. Like uh, the other day, I, I sat with Brian Urlacher for 45 oh, minutes. Okay. Just hanging out. He works on Fox Sports Live, yes, Fox Football uh -huh. Daily. You know, and then uh, Andy Roddick's in there. Uh, Jay Glazer's one of my better friends now. He he uh, he helps me with my training at times. So you get to meet some of the, the, the people that I never thought. Like in the hotel, I walked the other day, Marshall Falk was just walking in the hotel, and I go, it's Marshall Falk. So I started oh, you, talking you to had, him. I was about to say, you had to I speak did, to him. Now, New Orleans I, guy, you yeah, had to speak to him. Yeah, he's from New Orleans. I'm like, this dude is the man. And just like we all work at the same place, you know. So outside of getting to do a job that I like, which is commentate and talk about fighting, I get to meet all these people that when I was wrestling and in college, they were like, you know, professional athletes and crazy, and they're the nicest people, man. Marshall Falk is still that same guy from New Orleans. Real nice, real – uh. You can just go up to him and start speaking to him, and he, yeah. he's fine. You know, it's, it's crazy. Yeah. Now, if you're going to be on that side of it, you know, here's here's the flip side. Of course, now you got to keep your face pretty. You can't. You well, you know, this is those the, TV guys. You. Hey. I've been I've been lucky, man. Like every fight, like after I fought on Saturday, I did TV Wednesday and Friday, Saturday the following week. Really? Yeah, that was bold, man. Because if not, I would have had some bruises. <laughs> but you know, the guy actually said they don't mind when you're beat up, because it shows. You know, I'm not just an analyst. You know, I'm a fighter, too, you know, because people kind of get lost in that when they see you just on TV all the time. They think that's your job. Well, my main job is to fight, but I've been lucky enough to uh, to not get beat up. I, I once fought safe, and Dana White let me know about it because somebody goes, look at this guy's face. It doesn't look like he fought last week. <laughs> Dana goes, well, did you see his fight? He didn't. <laughs> it was a safe fight. Well, he didn't fight. He just didn't do nothing. So it, it was cool, you know. I like it. All right, all right. Well, folks, that's Daniel Cormier. Now, listen, if if I'm a little chesty in the in the near future, just know that I know a dude who can do some damage to you if you just walk <laughs> up on me and you don't like anything I say or anything I write or something along those lines. You know, I got somebody for you. So, you know, I just I'm just letting you know if you call me, you email me, you text me, whatever it is, you know, I know somebody. Mm -hmm. 
You know, people always saying, I know somebody. I know somebody who can actually do some damage. Not even uh, I know somebody that knows somebody. <laughs> I just know him directly. But you get in the fight, bud, you're on your own. I got to tell you. That's my disclaimer. I'm not helping you. It's not what I do. <laughs> well, folks, that's Daniel Corrier. We appreciate him joining us here on the Black and Blue Report. We look forward to hearing from him in the future. Follow him on Twitter at, at DC underscore MMA, Instagram at DC underscore MMA. And, guys, we got till Sunday, hashtag vote Cormier. Vote him on, folks. He doesn't like John Bones Jones, and uh, and they can't stand to be in the same room with each other. Put us on so, the same uh, cover of a, a video. Yeah, put them on the same cover, and let's make this fight happen, I think. All right, we appreciate it, Daniel. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. All right, no more messing with JD for a while, at least as long as that guy is nearby. Keep that in mind. Voice of the Saints, Jim Henderson, with us here in just a moment. Okay, you've just been told you have a serious heart issue, congestive heart failure, a valve problem, a complex rhythm disorder. Now what? At Auctioner, we suggest you take a moment and do some research. When you do, you'll find Auctioner Medical Center as the only heart program in the region ranked among the nation's best by U.S. News & World Report. We routinely treat the most complex cases with revolutionary procedures such as surgical and non-surgical valve replacements and the total artificial heart. And we have the largest, most comprehensive program for treating arrhythmias in the Gulf South, offering options not available elsewhere in the region. At the end of the day, the most important thing to hear is... I just saw your test results, and they look great. No problems. Leading Edge Care. Just one more reason to choose an Auctioner-affiliated physician. For an appointment, visit auctioner.org or call 1-866-AUCTIONER. That's O-C-H-S-N-E-R. Auctioner. Healthcare with peace of mind. Well, as we uh, turn into our next segment here on the Black and Blue Report, it's our usual Thursday visit with Jim Henderson. And most weeks I've thoroughly looked forward to the visit that I have with the Voice of the Saints. Uh, this week, maybe not so much. Jim, good morning. Hi. Sean, how are you doing tonight after uh, last night's big win? Well, I'm, I'm, I'm thrilled to uh, have come home with that win because, you know, as the radio announcer, I had a lot to do with it. But it was enjoyable, uh-huh. to say the least. Uh, to come home, a big Pelicans win last night, and now we get to turn our attention to uh, not only Cowboys and Saints, but Lakers, Pelicans uh, this weekend as well. Um, but I have I failed you, and um, and so last week I, I proposed this new little fun little gimmick for the two of us. You know, I'll give you a word, you give me a word. We got to work them into the broadcast type thing, and Ocelot. Um, not only did I not work it in, and I had three tries. I'm man enough to admit that I, I, I didn't know what it meant, and I and apparently I'm not smart enough to look it up because I tried to spell it six different ways. Um, so, so Jim, first of all, round one, one nothing Henderson, um, and uh, what is what is ocelotin? Please enlighten me. Well, you know, an ocelot, as I know, and I haven't really had to look it up, um, but an ocelot is a very fast uh, leopard-like animal, as I recall, and. To be ocelotin is to be very fast, like in the open court, like a Drew Holiday in the open court. I thought that'd be easy for you to work in, but you didn't even know what ball it started with to look up the definition. No, spell it for me, please. I'd say it's probably O-C-E-L-O-T-I-N. See, I've never had to look it up because it's just a part of my vocabulary. Well, that's what I was going to say. How many times in your life, now you be honest with me, have you used that word? Well, like I was telling you last week, we always used to joke about it on the set. Uh, this is when I was at Channel 4 because we were constantly short of time. And so during the break before sports, they'd say, yeah, we're really short. Uh, cut 3.30 to 3 and go fast. And Karen Swenson would always look at me. And it was our standing joke, and I would just say, I'm going to be ocelot. And she said, some night you have to work that in the broadcast. And I don't know if I ever did, but that was kind of the standing joke on the set. We didn't have much to amuse us. Well, no, but that's 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 perfect. So, uh, so what you're getting at here is that you've used this one time, and you, you and you nailed me with a word you've used one time in your entire life. I'm not even sure I used it once. But that's how <laughs> easy this contest has been for me so far. Oh my goodness! All right, so the word I gave you was a little, well, a lot easier. Uproarious. Now, at what point in the broadcast uh, last Sunday did you use uproarious in New York? I think it was probably in the third quarter, but this is why this contest is not is not fair. When I work in 
something that you've given me, it actually detracts and diminishes my vocabulary. And when I give you a word to use in your broadcast, you don't even know what it means to look it up and use it, and, and it, it just it, it hurts your broadcast. I, I feel bad about that. Jim, but this is why I'm a man of the people. See, that's the thing. That's the difference. <laughs> this highbrow, highfalutin Saints broadcast you've been producing all these years, and I am a man of the people over here on the NBA side. Just goes to show you the Cortland State education beats. What is uh, it? Southern Illinois? Where'd you go? Southern Illinois University, where a lot of ocelots apparently do not roam. <laughs> but you know what a Saluki is, right? Yes. Okay. That's from Southern Illinois, right? Yes. And what yeah. is a, a Saluki is? Um, I don't know. Is it a disease? I'm oh, not sure. What is wow. a It's an Egyptian hunting dog, Jim. See? Is it really? Yes. Yes. I imagine you have a lot of those wandering around Illinois as well. Southern Illinois is also known as Little Egypt. And so, therefore, oh, the Southern Illinois University. Why? why? Because, yes. well, because of the, the apparently, and, I, and again, I, I, since I've never been to Egypt, I, I don't have any firsthand knowledge, but apparently the geography and the confluence of the rivers in Southern Illinois uh, resembles that of the Nile Delta um, region of oh Egypt. God. So, therefore, well, it's always been called Little Egypt, yeah. If you'd ever been to Cortland, New York, home of the uh, Red Dragons, the Cortland State Red Dragons, you would notice uh, why they're called the Red Dragons, because there are so many wandering around central New York. Yeah, well, I, I, figured, I figured that would be the spot. If I was looking for a fictitious uh, animal, that would be to where I'd, I'd go look. Hmm? Yep. Uh, between that and the orange, Jim, you didn't do real well. No, I really didn't, but uh, I'm trying to overcome that lack of education, and, and you're helping me on a weekly basis, but not much. We digress, don't we? Do we do another word this we, week? That digress is another good word. Yeah, is do I have a word for you this week? Yes, please. Do you have a word for me? Yes, gelatinous. Gelatinous. Okay. Uh-huh. Do I need to spell it? Save you some time? I, I got this one. I got this one. <laughs> starts with a G. I uh, thank you. Not I appreciate like that. I got it. Okay. All right. All right, I'll have a word for you beyond the end here. Start to enlighten me, will you, on what we'll have this weekend. There is a mountain of uh, information regarding the Saints and the Cowboys. And um, you know, it's always interesting. The first the hardest step is always the first piece to pull off the pile. So what's the first piece off the pile for you for Saints Cowboys this Sunday? Well, you look at the themes, and it was interesting to me that uh, Sean Payton, who obviously coached with the Cowboys, and uh, Jason Garrett, currently the head coach of the Cowboys, both came into the locker room after their games yesterday, or last week, Payton in defeat and and Garrett in victory, both wondering why they didn't didn't run the ball more and and, uh, saying that they wish they hadn't been so reliant on the pass. They each team threw the ball 51 times last week. And so to me, the theme this week early on is which team stays more patient with the run, provided the game stays fairly close and competitive. And uh, my guess is it's going to be the Cowboys will be more patient with the run than the Saints. So we'll see if that holds up. In the uh, defensive secondary for the New Orleans Saints, do we do we think that Malcolm Jenkins comes back this weekend? And if he does not, then how do the Saints handle Des Bryant and Tony Romo? Well, you know, they're so tight-lipped with injuries, but I've seen, I saw Malcolm Jenkins on the field prior to the Jets game and uh, running around and, and looked to be close to recovery in my uh, estimation. So I would hope that they would, and uh, maybe I'll make a guess that they will. Uh, but the, the, the real problem is going to be with the corners, and that's uh, in last, last year when they met in, in Dallas, um, Patrick Robinson really got picked on. And uh, Johnny Patrick, who was with the team, really got picked on. They had they had no way to match up with Des Bryant, and so probably Keenan Lewis is going to bear the bulk of the bulk of that responsibility this week against him. But they'll try to do different things. I'm sure he just can't give Tony Romo the same coverage and the same look all the time. What about the Rex Ryan? Or the excuse me, the uh, the Ryan story here, the Rob Ryan situation against the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, is it a storyline to you, or has this thing gotten a little old and tired? Well, you know, coming back-to-back with last week uh, and Rex, it's probably a little little tired. Had the Saints not faced uh, Rex Ryan last week, I'm sure this would be a big issue. Um, so, you know, I'm sure Rob Ryan would love to win this game. He, he thought he was a scapegoat for the Cowboys' performance last year, and I think probably a lot of people would agree. 
Uh, he had a tremendous amount of injuries on his defense. And uh, so there were probably some people who whose heads were going to roll because of uh, the finish of the Cowboys and, and the pressure they're under to finally get back into the playoffs. And uh, I think he probably bore the brunt of that. So I think he would love to have a big game uh, this Sunday night against his former team. And um, I'm sure he feels a lot of pressure this week to do so. You mentioned the word pressure, Jim. Both these teams come in here. Uh, what is? I want to make sure I'm saying this right. Both uh, top their divisions by one game, and both Correct. have difficult matchups coming up. Correct. In the in the NFL, Jim, can you get can you get too tight? I think we're past the whole. How do you perform in prime time? That seems to serve the Saints well. But as far as kind of now for the first time this year, feeling the tightness of November, the schedule that lies ahead. Is it a factor when you look at this one? I think from the Saints' standpoint, it certainly is. Um, you know, I think their confidence has to be a little shaken by their performance against the Jets last week. Cowboys have won three of four. The Saints have lost two of three. San Francisco coming in here next week. And then the Saints play four uh, out of their next five, I believe it is, without looking at the schedule, on the road. And it's so dramatically different, this team's fortunes at home and on the road. Uh, you realize that Sean Payton hasn't lost at home. Of course, he was suspended last year. Hasn't lost at home on the Saints sideline since January 2nd, 2011. And that was the uh, regular season finale against Tampa Bay before the Saints headed to Seattle in the playoffs. That's impressive, to say the least. Um, speaking of impressive, I, I don't want to cut our conversation about Saints-Cowboys short, but I do want to pick your brain a little bit because I know that you were heavily involved. The Ring of Honor situation with the New Orleans Saints this weekend mm-hmm. Uh, Archie Manning, Ricky Jackson, Willie Roof. What 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 will this weekend mean to you, having been a part of so much of Saints history and now to have been a contributor to um, what will be this first class for the Ring of Honor at the Mercedes-Benz Superdome? Well, on a couple of fronts, Sean, I'll be very proud of those three going in. I was able to see, I guess, every game they ever played as a Saint. Uh, I worked with Archie from 1986 to 1998. There's nobody... I admire more in sports and in life than Archie Manning. So, uh, But to be honest with you, the people who go about selecting uh, the honorees for the Ring of Honor actually had no input in this. It was already determined by the team, and rightly so. I mean, these were three guys that were going to be uh, honored by acclamation. Really, no vote had to be taken. So this was sort of presented to us as a fait accompli, and I don't think anybody quarreled one bit with the three people that were selected. Uh, the hard part will be now, I think, in years to come, and trying to figure out exactly what criterion uh, should be used for the people that go in there, um, how long they have to be separated from the Saints organization, or do they have to be separated at all? Can they be active players and go in there? So we have a lot of time to determine that, and I'm very honored to be a small part of the people who will do that. Back to the uh, most important matter at hand, the word for me is gelatinous. Um, gelatinous. Gelatinous. Um, uh, the word for you is chenille. You must try and find a way to work chenille into the broadcast on Sunday night. Chenille? Chenille. Do I now, need see, s- can you at least give me the, the first letter? Is this an S or a C? This is a C. This is a C. C. Yes. Chenille. Chenille. All right. All right. All right. Um, okay. And I, and, and, and I plan on succeeding, and I will bring you audio proof for next week's visit. <laughs> All right, I, uh, you know, you're, you're already down one. I have a feeling I'm going to be up 2-0 after this because I'm heading right to the dictionary for chenille. All right, and uh, gelatinous will be easy to pull in there when I'm talking about the Lakers tomorrow night. Not a problem. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> enjoy the call, Jim, as always. I appreciate the visit, and uh, go Saints this weekend against the Cowboys. Well, you have, a, you have a great weekend as well, Sean. I thought it was a great idea you had last night to – have doctors induce labor in Zach Randolph's fiance in the course of the game. That, I, I think if you could do that against every big opponent each uh, each game all season long, I think the Pels are going to be fine. Jim, there won't be a woman on this planet that will come even within 50 yards of me if I start doing that. That won't be the first time. Uh, you're right. We'll leave it on that. Good to talk to you, Jim. Jim Henderson, voice of the Saints, here on the Black and Blue Report. This is Todd Graves, founder of Raising Cane's Chicken Fingers. Sure, other fans are hungry for a win. But here in New Orleans, we make sure that you're well-fed, too. With tailgates of our fresh chicken fingers and jugs of lemonade and sweet tea. 
Loving the Saints is like the freshness of Cane's. All day, no quit. The Raisin Cane's Chicken Fingers. The official chicken of your New Orleans Saints. All-Star Electric is lighting up the future with the latest in LED lighting. All-Star Electric specializes in the installation and conversion of the newest LED lighting products. This lasting investment is virtually maintenance-free and offers significant savings on your next electricity bill. This is Tim Blanchard, president of All-Star Electric. Let us evaluate your building, parking lot, or home for an LED conversion because we know we can save you some money. Thanks to the Internet, anyone can get a show these days. As always, I want to thank you for joining us here on the Black and Blue Reports. I know how precious time is, and uh, certainly we're very honored that you make us part of your day. This Thursday was a fun one for us. Dan Patrick, Daniel Cormier, and Jim Henderson. Uh, this is a real collaborative effort here this afternoon uh, at Studio B. Producer Dan, John DeShazer, thank you very much. Tomorrow we are slated to have Robin Roberts from Good Morning America, uh, Chuck Cooperstein to talk about the Cowboys from a Dallas perspective tomorrow, and a whole lot more. Rob Nice will be in the host chair this uh, Friday, and uh, tonight I'll be uh, with you on the radio for the Monty Williams Show and then back with you tomorrow night for Pelicans Lakers from New Orleans Arena. Again, don't forget you can always uh, send us your comments, uh, questions, and whatnot on Twitter, at Sean Kelly Live, at D. Salerson. And, of course, uh, the program notes are always to be found at Black Blue Report on Twitter. And we do have an email address, too. That's radio at pelicans.com. Help us spread the word, won't you? The uh, Black and Blue Report comes to you weekdays at noon central on both team apps on your mobile device. That's the Saints app and the Pelicans app. It's free on iTunes and available on your desktop at neworleansaints.com and pelicans.com. Have a great rest of your Thursday. We'll talk to you tomorrow from here on Airline Drive. This is the Black and Blue Report. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report. If all goes well, we'll be back tomorrow. Tune in each weekday at 12 p.m. or at your convenience exclusively online at neworleansaints.com and pelicans.com. Follow your teams direct from the source. The Black and Blue Report.